0: It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst, Glenn Kirchner. Federal prosecutors have added a bonus indictment against Donald Trump, charging him with trying to erase video evidence of people hiding classified documents. Glenn explains why this is crucial to the case. Well, that was a surprise, as we were all awaiting what we believed would be another criminal indictment of Donald Trump, this time in Washington, D.C., for the crimes he committed on and around January 6, 2021, to try to unlawfully and unconstitutionally retain the power of the presidency. Instead, we get another criminal indictment of Donald Trump down in Florida, This one is a superseding indictment, a subsequent indictment, in the case that he had already been indicted in, the documents crimes, the obstruction of justice crimes, the espionage crimes, and the conspiracy crimes involving his hoarding, unlawful retention, of classified documents, national defense information, So, Donald Trump had been indicted previously, together with one co-defendant, Walt Nauta, Donald Trump's, you know, self-described body man and main box hider. Now there's a new indictment, a superseding indictment, which kind of overtakes the earlier indictment. It includes all the earlier charges, but it adds some new charges, and it adds some new defendants. This new defendant, Carlos de Oliveira, spells real trouble for Donald Trump. Now, this is a lengthy indictment. It is some 60 pages in length. But what I want to do today, friends, because I'm still absorbing it all, is I want to go right to the money line, right to the danger zone for Donald Trump. And it appears specifically on page 29, Paragraph 84 for those of you scoring at home and I'm going to read it to you and then I want to talk about why it is so dangerous and damaging to Donald Trump. Remember the saying that, I don't know if it was born during Watergate, but I think it is most often associated with Watergate? If the crime don't get you, the cover-up will? (laughs) Boy, is there evidence of a cover-up in this new indictment? Here's what the indictment says about just some of what Donald Trump's co-defendant co-conspirator De Oliveira did. De Oliveira told Trump employee number 4. Now, Trump employee number 4 is not named in the indictment, but is described as the director of IT at Mar-a-Lago. De Oliveira told Trump employee number 4 that the boss wanted the server deleted. Trump employee 4 responded that he would not know how to do that and that he did not believe that he would have the rights to do that. Trump employee number 4 told Di Oliveira that Di Oliveira would have to reach out to another employee who was a supervisor of security for Trump's business organization. Oliveira then insisted to Trump employee number four that the boss wanted the server deleted and asked, what are we gonna do? Now friends, the server basically contained the surveillance footage of the area around the storage room where all of the classified documents that Donald Trump was illegally retaining were housed, and the Department of Justice had subpoenaed that security footage, virtually subpoenaed the server that Donald Trump's co-defendant, co-conspirator De Oliveira was now saying, uh, yeah, the boss wants it deleted. I mean, that is as direct a cover-up, a destruction of incriminating evidence evidence that had been subpoenaed by the grand jury as it gets I mean that is pretty damn incriminating so to understand the consequences the implication the danger to Donald Trump of those statements being made by de Alavera, we're gonna have to do a very quick team justice law school class regarding the law and the rules of evidence concerning co-conspirator statements. Coming up, the statements made by Trump employee Carlos de Oliveira seem to be hearsay, which is usually not allowed as evidence in court. But in this case, it's different. Glenn tells us why that is next on Justice Matters. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Conspiracy charges have special rules because there's more than one person involved in the crime. So normal court rules are waived, and Glenn says this will happen in Trump's classified documents case. So friends, there are some special laws and some special rules of evidence that apply to conspiracy charges and conspiracy cases. First of all, why is that? Well, the way the law evolved, our society settled on the belief that conspiracies can be especially dangerous why is that well when one person is out and about committing crime there is a danger to the community there's a danger to potential victims but when multiple people get together and agree to commit crimes together that's more dangerous right that ups the ante when it comes to how much damage can be done when people join forces to commit crimes together as part of a conspiracy. As a result, there are some special laws and special rules that apply to conspiracy charges that come into play in connection with this new indictment of Donald Trump and now two co-conspirators. One of the most important aspects of conspiracy liability, provides that once people join together as part of a conspiracy, once they agree to commit crime or crimes together, every single conspirator is guilty of every single crime committed by any member of the conspiracy, whether that person personally participated in the crime or not. So the the scope and the breadth of co-conspirator liability is really broad, really far-reaching. And then there's a second important consequence of being a member of a conspiracy, and it has to do with co-conspirator statements. And this is what most directly applies to what I just read. When Donald Trump's co-conspirator, Di Oliveira told the director of IT, uh, the boss wants the servers deleted. So let's go to trial now. Let's fast forward and assume that Donald Trump and de Oliveira and Walt Nauta, the three co-conspirators, are sitting at defense counsel table being tried on the charges in this indictment. And who gets called as a witness? The director of IT, Trump employee number four. And Trump employee number four is asked, sir, can you please tell the ladies and gentlemen of the jury what D Oliveira told you on June 27th, 2022? And the witness would testify, yeah, Di Oliveira told me that the boss wants the servers deleted. Now, that statement is admissible against D'Olivera. Why? Because it came out of his mouth and any statement that comes out of the mouth of the person on trial, of the defendant, is admissible against that defendant as an admission, more precisely under the rules of evidence, as what we call a statement of a party opponent. But when Oliveira says something about what Donald Trump said, what is that? it's hearsay right ordinarily you can't call a witness in to say somebody told me that the defendant said something incriminating however when you are in a conspiracy the rules of evidence provide that the statement of one co-conspirator is admissible against all co-conspirators provided The statement is made during the course of the conspiracy and in furtherance of the conspiracy. So the beauty of co-conspirator statements is even though the witness, the director of IT at Mar-a-Lago, Trump employee number four, didn't hear that admission out of the mouth of Donald Trump, heard it out of the mouth of De Oliveira, saying, hey, the boss wants those servers deleted, it's still admissible against the boss, against Donald Trump. It's not hearsay, because the exception to the hearsay rule of the admissibility of co-conspirator statements says that statement comes in against Donald Trump. Because when you read through the indictment, that statement was made during the course of the conspiracy. The statement was made on June 27th, And the charged conspiracy in the indictment runs from May to August. So it's heartland during the course of the conspiracy. And it is clearly in furtherance of the conspiracy. Because Oliveira is trying to enlist a new co-conspirator potentially, Trump employee number four, the director of IT at Mar-a-Lago, to destroy evidence. You know, this is like... Watergate the sequel, destroying evidence, destroying tapes, destroying security footage that would incriminate Trump and company. if the crime don't get you, the cover-up will. So this is an important development, this superseding indictment, adding a defendant, adding sharply incriminating statements, information, and evidence that can and will be introduced Against Donald Trump at his trial under the co-conspirator statement exception to the hearsay rule yes I know that's a legal mouthful friends and I hope that I have explained that in a way that is understandable because the rules of evidence and the rules of co-conspirator liability can be pretty dense and pretty confusing even for experienced criminal litigators, prosecutors, criminal defense attorneys. But trust me when I say that this most recent development in Donald Trump's criminal case, just one of his criminal cases, is important, it's consequential, and it is yet another nail, figuratively speaking, in Donald Trump's legal coffin. He will be convicted of these charges. And we will continue to be on Trump indictment watch for the insurrection for his January 6th crimes because it feels like that one is also very close. So friends, as always, please stay safe. Please stay tuned. And I look forward to talking with you all again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.